Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Beverly Nadler, her fabulous daughter, Dr. Denise Nadler, a.k.a. Ariana. And we all want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and our loyal listeners worldwide. And that means Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner with tips galore. All outstanding guests that we love to feature. You will find this show to be a terrific teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel Awesome leaders that soar like an eagle. Beverly Nadler with Hands to Your Health. Home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Fun impersonations and improvisations add to the show's transformation. Broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is open or else you can call. Your comments are welcome. We appreciate them all. Want to change your life? Change your approach. Hire Joyce Berry to be your life coach. Absolutely. Folks, I am so delighted you're with us today. It's a special day, and we forgive all of you who cannot make our show when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we have a remedy for that. You can go to our archives 24-7 and hear any show, all our shows, over the last eight years. So we wanted you to know that, and we wanted you to know that if you go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, on the home page and right under my picture it says follow if you click on that you will know about our shows you will also know about them if you friend me joyce barry and facebook or twitter they're posted there as well so we want to give you the opportunity to not miss any of our special shows they are all designed to make a huge difference a huge impact in your life today it's about the art of forgiveness and this is perhaps my favorite quote by bernard Meltzer: when you forgive You in no way change the past, but you sure do change the future. And today is about finding out why this is so, why it's so important to forgive. With Beverly by my side, we will explain why forgiveness is essential to having a life of peace, calm, and joy. You will have a better understanding of why making the choice to forgive is primarily for your benefit even more so than the person you choose to forgive. So start by knowing it's a choice that you have the power to choose who you want to forgive, why you want to forgive them so it resonates right into your heart and your soul. And speaking of what's in my heart and soul, here is one of my best friends for life, Beverly Nadler. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, and I just love this topic. And as you said, it is so important. 
so meaningful and say, well, why is forgiveness so important? Well, for one thing, let us realize that it is emphasizing every major religion, every psychological teaching, psychologist, psychotherapist, will encourages us when whenever there is a problem, and it very often is a problem because we're holding some kind of grievance, we are told we must forgive. The fact is we're spiritual beings, and what that means as souls is that we carry within us the spark of God. And as we know, we many heard many times, God is love. So when we're not forgiving, we are not allowing that spark that comes from God to actually work through us. We're spiritual beings. We're also energy beings. We live in an energy universe, and everything is energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our feelings are energy. Our actions are energy. And energy is vibrating all the time. Everything that exists is made up of different frequencies of vibrations. And forgiveness carries a very high positive frequency. When you forgive, and when you really forgive, not just mouth it, but really forgive, your energy field, your aura has a high positive frequency, and that high positive frequency attracts to you other things that are of a high positive frequency, other people, other conditions. So there's one of the reasons and maybe the main reason why it helps you because you automatically are attracting something that's positive. Not only that, closely aligned with forgiveness is kindness, compassion, empathy, and of course love. All of the emotions, they add even more positive energy to your energy field. And realize that what we do automatically, not thinking about it, we automatically project and radiate our own energy field every waking moment. And for all I know, even when we're sleeping. And that radiation goes out into the universe. So when it goes out into the universe, we literally add positive energy to mass consciousness to the energy field that we're living in and you may have heard if you want to change the world change yourself well this is it as we send positive radiations of energy from our own being we make a difference not only for ourselves not only for the person or people or conditions we forgive but we affect the entire universe Yes, absolutely. Everything is vibrational harmony. And I use that term, very carefully chosen, because that's the name of Beverly's book, Vibrational Harmony. So since it's so connected to that and the vibes we get for forgiveness, what we do forgive, what we don't, I just want to take a moment out, segue to your book, Beverly. What would you like them to know about that and where they could purchase it? Thank you, Joyce. Uh, They can purchase it online. They can go right to my website and click on it, and it will bring them either to Amazon or to another uh, site in which the book is presented. And what it's about is is literally the laws of the universe, how the universe works, how our mind works, and how, again, everything is vibrational. And what we want as humans as spiritual beings living in a human form, what we want is to be in harmony with the good of life. And we realize that both exist. That's one of the laws, and you'll find that in the book. But the fact is we, by raising our own consciousness, our own vibrations, can make a huge difference in our life and the lives of many others. So thank you for recommending the book, Joyce. Not only did I recommend it, I did better than that. I wrote the forward to the book. (laughs) So be sure to read the forward before you read the book. That is my contribution. I want to start with uh, something I got from a website called Greater Good in Action because I found it very, very powerful, and I'm very aligned with it. It tells you how to forgive. So here are the steps they recommend. Know exactly how you feel about what happened and be able to articulate this to other people. 
the reason for that, I'm giving my take on it as well. The reason for that is you let off the steam that way. You have people that can give you their perspective. It could somehow ease what it is you're going through. Then make a commitment to yourself to feel better. Know that forgiveness is for you and no one else. That's the part that people really don't zero in on, that it truly, truly is for you. You can't make anyone else feel better. You can only uh, make yourself feel better. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciling with the person who upset you or condoning his or her actions. In forgiveness, you seek the peace and understanding that comes from blaming people less after they offend you and taking those offenses less personally. The key to life to get just get by, really, given what goes on in the world and the negativity out there, is we take everything personally. So in this, the art of forgiveness, you'll focus on taking things less personally because whatever it is they did, it's more about them than about you. Next, get the right perspective on what is happening. Recognize that your primary distress is coming from the hurt feelings, thoughts, and physical upset you are suffering now, not from what hurt you two minutes or ten years ago. See, that is the major problem. We live in the past. We live in the future. But all there ever is is right here, right now. And that's why there's so many books on mindfulness, so many lectures, because it's all about the current moment. And at the moment, you feel upset. At that moment, practice stress management to soothe your body's fight or flight response. This can mean taking deep breaths, doing a mindful breathing exercise, uh, taking a walk outside, whatever is most effective for you. Give up expecting things from your life or from other people that they do not chose to give you. This was the hardest one for me, and I'm still working on it, because when I have these expectations, it really frustrates me when people don't give me what I want or we don't think alike. Uh, and given the what's going on in the country right now, more than ever, and the diversity of opinion in our current administration, uh, the people who are for it, the people who are against it, it's really, really tough and really frustrating when they don't see our point of view. Remind yourself that you can hope for health, love, friendship, and prosperity and work hard to get them. However, there are unenforceable rules. You will suffer when you demand those things occur that you do not have the power to make happen. Put your energy into looking for another way to get your positive goals met than through the experience that has hurt you. Remember that a life well lived is your best revenge. Instead of focusing on your wounded feelings and thereby giving power over you to the person who caused your pain, look for the love, beauty, and kindness around you. Put more energy into appreciating what you have rather than attending to what you do not have. And finally, another amend the way you look at your past so you remind yourself of your heroic choice to forgive. So I found that the very practical steps, they made total sense to me, and I invite you to really focus on that for yourself and share them with others. And when you share what you learn to other people, it reinforces all that in yourself. Back to you, Beverly. That was very interesting, very meaningful, and I would like to make a suggestion because I think it was a lot and I'm suggesting that people listening to the show will listen to that again and perhaps write down these steps to remind themselves because we will find throughout life we are going to be hurt, we are going to feel grieved, we are going to find things that disturb us, people that disturb us, and it's difficult in the moment to remember, oh, let me see, what did I hear on that wonderful show? But if you listen to it again, 
you will be can remind yourself, oh, wait a minute, there are steps I can take. I don't have to feel this way. So uh, that's how I feel about what you just read, that it's needed to be reinforced and people need to reinforce it. And thank you for that. I really appreciate your saying that. And it's something that I have printed out because it's definitely worth repeating and remembering. And I was reading an article about Tyler Perry. Um, you know, Tyler, you, I know you know who Tyler Perry is because he's one of your favorite people. But in case there's anybody who is living under a rock and doesn't know who he is, he's the guy who created Medea and all of the Medea movies. Uh, he did a lot more than that. In fact, he just bought, um, three, I think he spent $300 million or something like that uh, to buy a, something that he turned into a studio in Atlanta, Georgia. But I'm not talking about him because he's a billionaire today and he grew up dirt poor. What I want to present to you is what forgiveness meant to him. He grew up, as I said, very poor, but more than that, he had a very, very abusive man that he lived with. The man um, was married to his mother, and he assumed it was his father, did not find out it wasn't his father until he, Tyler, was 41 years old. He's now 50, so it's not a very long time ago. Uh, the man was extremely physically abusive. He went into alcoholic rages, and yet Tyler Perry chose to support him financially, and even though we found out it wasn't even his father, he said, I forgive him, because holding on was hurling, was hurting me far more than it was hurting him. Yes, exactly, and yes, he is one of my favorite people. I watch his movies. I love Medea. I haven't missed any of those, and Tyler's got two new shows coming out in a couple of weeks that I have to check out as well, because anything he does, I really, really value. Yeah, he's a really delightful, delightful person. Um, I want to share some uh, fascinating research on the subject of forgiveness, and it's interesting that there actually is research. The scientific literature on forgiveness only dates back to 1989. But the researchers actually have been looking into what it is that we need to know about forgiveness. They have offered us data, which is very, very, very interesting as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's saying it's, it's harder to forgive, uh, I'm sorry, it's less likely to forgive, yeah, the same thing, public figures than people that we actually love. In other words, when public figures do some of the things that they do, <laughs> um, it, it takes a lot to forgive them. And sometimes, literally, we never, never do really forgive them. But um, some people do, obviously, because they, you know, continue on in the public. Uh, but eventually, many people, but not everyone, will forgive loved ones. And when they don't forgive loved ones, it creates a lot of dissension and a lot of pain, which I'm actually going to talk about a little bit later. This, again, I'm talking about the research. I thought that um, this was interesting. Cats never forgive. They actually looked into animal life and found that every breed of animal, every species forgives except cats. So that's very interesting since uh, we have always had cats, and, uh, but I guess I never offended them because <laughs> never found them not forgiving me. This is a very interesting thing. No offense is unforgivable. And here's what um, a doctor or psychologist said. I have never found a particular injustice in the world that I don't know of at least one person who's forgiven the people who have perpetrated it. And that is Dr. Robert Enright, and he pioneered the study of forgiveness. It's more accurate to say that there are particular people who are more or less willing to be forgiving. Then there are different kinds of forgiveness. There is decisional forgiveness, which is 
probably what most people do, actually, and it's largely external, and it's important because it it allows us to continue communicating and relating to the person, um, but it is not as, let us say, as positive in terms of vibration or as its effect on us as emotional forgiveness, which is an internal change, an actual change in the way you feel toward the person. You may have started out with resentment, but that gives way to positive emotions like empathy and sympathy and compassion and even love. And that kind of forgiveness is what really, truly raises your vibrations and is much gives you a much more peace in your life. Now, forgiveness comes easier to younger children. This was very interesting, that um, a 10 and 11-year-olds did not forgive as easily as 7 and 8-year-olds. They found that the younger children did not need an apology to forgive, but the older children wanted an apology. So I thought that was that was a very good Beverly, what was the first one you the second one emotional? The first one was just the articulating it with no feeling. Decisional is what they called it. Oh, well you make the decision but there's nothing behind it. Not you know, there's something behind it but not the same way. In other words, you don't really change very much in the way you feel. It's not come from the heart. Decisional comes from the head. Emotional comes from the heart, and I thought that was very important. And, of course, that's not easy because you say, well, I don't feel it. It actually, in a sense, you can train yourself to be more forgiving, perhaps by recognizing that everyone is flawed, including you, including me, Every, because we're in the physical form. Spiritually, everything is perfect. But in physical form, there is always flaws. Not only that, you were talking about before, Joyce, we all have different opinions. We all have different perspectives. And so we see things differently. And when people don't see it the way we would like them to see it, which is the way we see it, we're going to be offended. We're going to feel that they have wronged us. And in reality, you know, they really, people can't change their opinions because we want them to. And as you pointed out, forgiveness is for us, for us to feel differently, to have more peace, more happiness, more joy. Carrying a grudge, now this is something also fascinating. Carrying a grudge literally weighs you down. Now that was, when I read that, I thought, that's kind of weird, but here's what they said. Researchers at Erasmus University asked people to write about a time when they either gave or withheld forgiveness. Then they were asked to jump as high as they could five times without bending their knees. Those who had been thinking about a time when they'd forgiven jumped highest, about 11.8 inches. That's pretty high. And those who had written about their grudges only jumped 8.5 inches, which actually is a huge difference and a startling illustration of how forgiveness can actually lighten you and unburden you. Uh, the person I would really like to talk to is the one who made the determination that cats don't forgive. I would like to know how they got that information. Uh, I find that interesting because with all pet owners, you know, we're not perfect with our pets all the time, but how do they know dogs forgive and cats don't? I'd love to read up on that person and where he gets that power. I have no idea how it just said scientists have observed conciliatory behavior in different animal species. The bulk of the research has been on primates, like mountain gorillas, chimps, who often follow confrontations with friendly behavior, like embracing or kissing. Scientists have observed similar behaviors in non-primates, like goats and hyenas, and the only species that has so far failed to show outward signs of reconciliation are domestic cats. 
I didn't. Oh, that, uh, I that's a good answer because now I I get the idea. With a dog, perhaps they're okay with you right after. With a cat, maybe they're growling and it takes a while and they're not responding to you. So it's watching what they do after whatever it is that upset them. Yeah, I would say you're absolutely right. Also, I can tell you that a cat never forgets from my own cat. Our cat was found in the street and this, and, and then had like four different homes. So each time this cat went into a home and then for whatever reason the cat was taken and brought into another home and then into another. Well, we've had the cat for seven years. Every single time the doorbell rings, our cat runs and hides. Our cat is afraid that she will be given away again. Okay, but that I would say is true for uh, pets in general. I, I, I know so many people, I'm in so many homes with pets, the bell rings and they're hiding. So that's a particular instance, uh, but I'm saying I know that it's true as well, with uh, dogs as well. The bell rings and they often hide. Oh, the other opposite is they start barking and they're happy and they can't wait to see who's coming in. Oh, my God, that's our next-door neighbor. I almost don't want to go into the house, the most beautiful dogs, but they bark and bark and bark, and I don't know how she lives with it. I mean, I swear, every time the bell rings, there's loud barking. It's really weird, but we need to get back to forgiveness. We will definitely, by the way, always forgive our pets and always forgive our children. I mean, little children, babies. They can do whatever they do. When I say always, I'm assuming that everyone, but that's probably not true. There are some people who don't, but let's say the majority of the human race is going to forgive their pets and they're going to forgive their babies for whatever they do. But one of the most fascinating and important things, I think, is for a healthier heart, be more forgiving. And they've actually found that forgiveness has been linked to better health. And, of course, you sleep better when you let bygones be bygones. But remember, you can't fake it. They believe the health benefits associated with really forgiving people apply to emotional, not decisional forgiving. Uh, also, the other thing about that oh. is uh, when you said we always forgive or never forgive, I think that it's conditional. We, With our children, I think we do forgive them, but I, I think there is conditions attached. So it isn't unconditional forgiveness. I think with a pet it might be unconditional. I'm not sure about our parents or our kids, about unconditional forgiveness. I was talking about babies. When the children oh. get older, yes, yeah, sometimes you do not want to forgive them. They can be horrendous and horrible, and you have to actually work on forgiveness the same way that you would for anybody else. But because there's love there, uh, eventually you do. But babies, they can do whatever they do. And, you know, because you know it's a baby. can't help itself. And that's how we generally feel about an animal. can't help itself. I mean, this is, you know, doesn't have understanding. So I think that's, that's it. it. That's pretty much a human trait. They found that the Amish, the Amish people, are very forgiving. Nearly a decade ago, after a shooting at an Amish schoolhouse, Outsiders were stunned when the community responded with immediate forgiveness. In researching how, the sociologists found that from a very early age, the Amish practiced forgiveness exercises with their families. They have been preparing to forgive the injustice their entire lives. It's a very interesting fact about the Amish. Um, in other religions, you find people are more forgiving if they're religious than non-religious people, but certainly not to the extent of the Amish. Uh, yeah, they are very, very religious and very laid-back people. Folks, whether you're religious, not religious, whether you're laid-back, whether you're out there, this is for all of you, an extraordinary poem by health guru Beverly Nadler on why you should be listening to this show every day. Imagine the health benefits if you listen every day. Listen to me. 
I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day. A way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com, A-N-D spelled out. And right under my picture on the upper left, it says follow. And simply by clicking on that, you can join the thousands of our loyal followers who are apprised of our shows. You'll get the name and the topic uh, daily, and you can just choose what to click on. It'll take you right there. Also, you can follow me, yours truly, Joyce Barry, on Facebook and Twitter. The shows are posted there as well. So if you're not already a friend on Facebook and Twitter, just friend me. I'd love to be your friend. I really love and appreciate and value our loyal listeners. So do become a loyal listener, and if you want to communicate with me, send an email to CoachJoyce at AOL.com. In the subject line, put forgiveness. I like to know the show that inspired you to write to me. And in the body of the text, your name, phone number, best time to reach you. You might want to recommend a great guest. You might want to comment on the show. You might want to get a comment back to our guests. So do communicate with me at CoachJoyce at AOL.com. I really value hearing from our listeners. Okay, Beverly, where do we go next? Well, I'd like to share a remarkable um, example of forgiveness that goes right along with no offense is unforgivable. It's Eva Kaur. I saw the most remarkable program uh, that was on uh, PBS TV. She was a Holocaust survivor, a twin, and she made it her mission to seek the uh, person uh, that was doing all kinds of the, the Nazi, who was doing different experiments on her and her twin. And she made this, it became an obsession for her to find this person to see that justice was done. I don't know what happened in her mind because it was not clear to me on the show. But at some point, she made a decision to forgive him. A true forgiveness. I'm not talking about a decision. It was a decision, but it came from her heart. She truly, truly forgave him. And um, she established a museum in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, called Candles, uh, her museum was dedicated to Holocaust survivors and to the principle and, and the meaning and the importance of forgiveness. Now, some Holocaust survivors, uh, they were offended that she did this. But some people, see, she traveled and she lectured around the world, or at least around the country. I'm not sure if it's around the world. But at any rate, she met many people who, who told her how important her lectures were for them. And I remember one young woman crying and saying that she had been truly harmed uh, and abused 
and she was unable to forgive the person, and she was in so much pain because she couldn't forgive. And that when she heard Eva Kaur speak, something opened up. She could actually feel a change inside of her heart, and she was able to forgive. And she said, uh, forever, I will be grateful to this woman, for she has changed my life. Wow. Very powerful. Anything else you want to share? Well, there is something called Ho'oponopono, and it is an ancient Hawaiian ritual or process that is about forgiveness. The words, actually, the, the process, the meaning, the words that are in them, they're in Hawaiian, but the actual translation is, I'm sorry, I love you, please forgive me, thank you. That's it. Those are the words. Now, what's extremely um, amazing about this, and again, again, this H-O, and um, there's a, uh, what do you call that, uh, apostrophe, O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O, and I give you that in case you want to look it up. Uh, some amazing stories about that. And uh, there was a, a shaman, uh, actually a priest, who felt that this was so important, she actually adopted this as her way of changing, um, healing people. And she felt that it was such spiritual self-help, forgiving self and anything and anyone. And she went around Hawaii as far as, I don't know if she went any place outside of Hawaii, but it had a remarkable effect. And there was a therapist in Hawaii who used the process in a Hawaii state hospital for the criminally insane. He used it to forgive everyone there. He did not see the people. He read their name and then said this in, in his mind or maybe out loud to these people that he never met. And in four years, they completely closed the hospital. Wow. Yes, that's right. Yes. So forgiveness has a remarkable, remarkable effect. And you can, as I said, look that up. It's very simple. And I use it um, when I'm thinking, when I I realize, oh, I haven't forgiven something. And there's not too many things now, having been involved in this kind of work, spiritual work for so long that I don't forgive, but I find myself, you know, getting angry and frustrated, and I'll just say the the words. I don't say just ho-o-po-pono-pono. What I say is, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I just send that energy out there, and it does dissipate the frustration. And I might have to do a few things, depending on, you know, what, what the issue is. But I, I know the importance and the value of forgiveness, as I know you do also, especially after that remarkable article that you shared with us. Uh, right now what I want to share is my original poem on forgiveness. So uh, to, to me, this poem really hits home the major points on why it's so important for you folks to forgive others. Forgiveness, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. How do I forgive? How do I let go? You hurt me so bad, and you know this is so. How could you, I ask? I am reminded every day. The pain is so intense, it just won't go away. You really were cruel. What you did was obscene. You left me devastated. How could you be so mean? When truth be told, I knew that the healing key was to forgive you, not for your sake, but for me. And so I forgive you, but I may never forget what you did to me that you don't even regret. Without this healing, which is so dramatic, 
forever my life would be totally traumatic. And so I forgive you, though what you did was a sin. I am forgiving you, so the healing can begin. And that's what it comes down to, so the healing can begin. And I wrote that from my heart, and I know how tough it is. I'm in that category as well. It's called being human, where it's really difficult to forgive. I have to say that what I picked out is the most significant story I know about forgiveness, and this was in the news only a couple of weeks ago, literally a cop uh, that was uh, a cop for many, many years, uh, a white woman, uh, said she was exhausted working a double shift, came home one night, and instead of going into her apartment, she went into the apartment right next door. Now, what was interesting is she walked in, the door was open, there was a black fellow, young man, on the couch eating ice cream. She took out her revolver and shot him dead. He wasn't even doing anything that seemed threatening. Nobody knows if she ever said, put your hands up. She was convinced it was her apartment, there was an intruder inside, and she shot him dead. The gentleman was 31 years young. He was loved in the community. He was a great guy, and he never had a chance. He was sitting there minding his own business. So the question is, did she know what she was doing and she was a racist? They say that in front of his door was a bright red doormat. So that should have been a clue because she didn't have a doormat. When she came in, if she took that one second, she would have seen that it wasn't her house. How long does it, how many feet inside do you have to go to see it's not your house? At any rate, she was, the max sentence for that was 20 years. She got 10. But here's the part that's mind-boggling to everyone. Uh, and that is, in the courtroom was the cop's younger brother. They were best friends. They were extremely tight. And after the 10-year sentence, and the woman crying when she got her sentence, because she kept saying, I didn't know it was a mistake, it was a mistake, he asked the judge if he could go over and give her a hug, and he went over and gave her a hug. It was mind-boggling to see that, because as much as I'm an advocate for forgiveness, it was way over the top for me that it was his brother, and he didn't stand a chance. Like I say, there were signs she should have known. She claimed she was exhausted after a double shift, but nonetheless, the, less, the difference with that red mat in front of one that was not in front of the other. He gave her a hug, and then the judge was moved to tears and came down and hugged her as well, which everyone found very strange, and she gave her a Bible to keep. So for however this lady touched the judge and the younger brother, it is mind-boggling. But talk about forgiveness. That is indeed the most awesome story I ever heard. I don't even know how he had the strength to do it. And he said, my brother wouldn't have wanted me to live my life in anguish, in pain, in upset, all those negative things when I could forgive her and go on and live my life. What do you think about that? Uh, that's an extraordinary, extraordinary story. And the young brother of the victim uh, is an extraordinary person because he didn't have to do a process he didn't have to do an exercise. He didn't have to think about it. His, his heart opened up and forgave her. And that is an extraordinary young man. And I'm, I have a sense that um, his brother, the victim, was probably an extraordinary young man also, since I believe that when we leave this plane, we go to another plane. I'm sure he, the brother, I'm not sure, I believe is looking down and literally thanking his brother because in his heart he probably would forgive also. So it's a remar yeah, remarkable story. I want to talk a moment about self 
forgiveness. And I want to share with you a passage written by Dr. Thurman Fleet. He was a very enlightened spiritual being. He founded the Concept Therapy Institute and created a series of incredible courses that took people on a journey from consciousness, from this simple electron to cosmic consciousness and how we go through this in our lifetime or lifetimes. The passage comes from his book, Rays of the Dawn, which are the laws of the body, mind, and soul and forgiveness uh, he considered to be law of the soul. Forgiveness of a wrongdoing, sin, or mistake implies liberation from every sense of condemnation, freedom from a sense of punishment, fear. No man can be forgiven as long as he retains within himself the burden of condemnation. In order to gain freedom from the relentless pressure of condemnation, we must learn to forgive ourselves just as we forgive others. Self-condemnation can bring more pain and suffering than any outside destructive force, and if indulged in continually, it will stunt the growth of the whole organism, body, mind, and soul. If we sincerely regret some wrong thought, word, or deed, the logical course to follow is to analyze the situation and profit by the failure or the transgression, strengthening our own powers in a firm resolve to avoid making the same mistake again. Jesus understood that a sense of guilt was at the root of many illnesses, and therefore he often told those who came to him to be healed, your sins are forgiven. Wow. I want to share a few more uh, very powerful quotes. Desmond Tutu. Forgiveness says that you are given another chance to make a new beginning. Brian McGill says there is no love without forgiveness and no forgiveness without love. Uh, Mahama Gandhi, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Oscar Wilde, always forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys, <laughs> nothing annoys them so much. Thomas Sars, the stupid never forgive nor forget. The naive forgive and forget. The wise forgive but do not forget. And the Dalai Lama, all major religious traditions carry basically the same message. That is love, compassion, and forgiveness. The important thing is that they should all be part of our daily lives. Um, you can't forgive Maya Angelou, one more, without loving. And I don't mean sentimentality. I don't mean mush. I mean having enough courage to stand up and say, I forgive. I'm finished with it. And the only way you can get finished with anything is to forgive so you cannot move on. Very, very true. Beautiful. Wonderful quotes. I have a one to share another uh, recent story, a simple story of forgiveness. Two young girls, they're actually teenagers, 16 and 18, uh, were driving in a car, and we had one, one of them was the driver, the other was her friend, and her friend had just begun a modeling career. He was a passenger. The driver took a curve too fast, had a terrible accident. Her their friend's face was literally harmed so badly that her modeling career ended at that moment. At the hospital, the friend's mother, name was Sharon, said, I forgive you, and Hannah, which is the friend's name, will too. There's a beautiful passage from this true story on forgiveness. Sharon's forgiveness allowed Hannah and Hannah to get back in the car, right, and her friends to get back in the car that summer to stay friends throughout high school and college, to be at each other's weddings, to watch my four teenagers fawn over her three younger children. I think of her gift of forgiveness every time I'm tempted to resent someone for a perceived wrong. And whenever I see Hannah, the scars are faded no one else would notice, perhaps, but in the sunlight, I still see the faint shimmer just below her hairline, 
for me, this is an imprint of grace. And that's a beautiful thing because they went on to be friends. And one of the worst things that I think about non-forgiveness is, is when it's in families, um, and friends, but in families particularly, uh, when you've got weddings and you have family events and the mitzvahs and the host have to be burdened with figuring out how do I separate these family members who refuse to communicate with and forgive each other. They, a joyous event is marred by the stubbornness of this negative energy of people who refuse to recognize that we all have flaws in the human condition. We all participate in grievances and misunderstandings. We all have issues. We all have our private pain. And it's so important in relationships, which can be difficult. There's no doubt about it. They are testing grounds for our growth. But it's so important to be willing to forgive and to let go and to bring more joy, to, especially to family events, so important. Revenge, hatred, vindictiveness are, are traits that, you know, we humans have, but we're spiritual beings. We can rise above that. So we need to free ourselves, liberate ourselves from the pain of non-forgiveness. And folks, if you're listening to this show, if it's resonating with you, if you're thinking about who really needs to be forgiven in your life, in your circles, then ask yourself the question, if not now, when? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? And folks, it is so important to really tap into this. We're not just using words here. We're using words that we really hope will resonate with you. Uh, And hand in hand with that, Reinhold Niebuhr wrote the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So that's what I want to say to you about forgiveness, the courage to change the things you can and how you can change what's going on with you, your life, your body, your spirit, is the art of forgiveness. I find that they go hand in hand. So do listen to the show again. Take note. Share it with other people. It really is a life changer. Back to you, Beverly. What message do you want to leave people? I think we've given them the message, Joyce. They can do it. It's important. It raises their vibrations. It changes them. It changes their world, so to speak. And uh, I think I say this also in the poem that I'm about to share right now. It's called Forgive Them Anyway. Some people are cruel and don't play by the rules. Forgive them anyway. Some people hurt you and some people desert you. Forgive them anyway. 
sometimes it feels like the world's gone mad and people don't know the difference between good and bad. Life leaves us feeling very perplexed, wondering what will happen next. Many people really are unstable, and they do the best that they're able. They take offense when none was intended, and as a result, some friendships are ended. People live with so much rejection, so they often put up walls of protection. By forgiving, we help soothe their pain and feel good as we open our hearts again. Some people turn their life into a mess and cause their loved ones so much distress. Forgive them anyway. Some people are very demanding and not at all understanding. Forgive them anyway. And if you are feeling guilt and blame or self-condemnation and shame, there is one thing you must know and do. Forgive the most important person of all, you. Absolutely. And another one who uh, has a lot to say about that, uh, that was your version. So let me share Mother Teresa's version. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. When you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Oh, my God. So when you read, when you shared your fabulous poem, I just wanted to share uh, Mother Teresa's take on it. Anyway. Beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> yes, uh, this, this show, I think, is um, a very meaningful show. And, um, you know, you have used one of your my, my favorite poems of yours, you know, if not now, when. Um, and, and with, you know, to, to do something immediately, because what happens is you listen to a show like this, and there are very few, I want to say, log talk radio shows that, when I say like this, that give so much inspiration, information, knowledge, education, and, and motivation. Very few shows that continually do that sit five days a week, that if you listen to it and, and you do nothing with it and say, yeah, 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 that's good, nothing happens. You have got to begin, and begin forgiving. You will find a whole light, a whole light that lights up inside of yourself. So as my friend Ellen DeGeneres ends her show every day, be kind to one another, I say bring peace, bring joy, take one action, do a random act of kindness, pay it forward, pay it backward, just do something one person and one positive action at a time to make the world a better place. And, folks, we want to make you happy each day and every day. So we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. You could do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash and to our friend and health guru, Beverly Nadler, yet another show that you truly did make a difference, that you aced it. Thank you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice it was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. 
I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.